Welcome to the show, Lou Moon. Happy to be here, Zach. Stealing your catchphrase once again. <laughs> uh, what are we talking about today? Um, we are talking about um, we're talking about storytelling. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Like first and foremost, but specifically, we're talking about are the stories that comedians tell are they true? Right. And uh, I'm going to give you one of my famous short Lou Moon answers here. Uh, no, they are not. <laughs> True. So. Yeah. No, you're you're 100% right because I personally to get right into it, I have stories that I've changed where it was something I saw and I made it happen to me. You know, instead of the the person at the checkout line having an argument, that argument happened to me. And a lot of that is just so you can cut out a lot of the fat for me. Yeah. No, exactly. And like because I think this is a valuable lesson. Uh, for for young comedians out there, which is things tend to be funnier when they're about you, mm-hmm. right? Where it's because like you're relating to the crowd, like the crowd has to get a sense of who you are. That's a great example of like the argument at the grocery store, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like if your bit is like I saw this argument at the grocery store and I was like that's crazy. It's like. Who cares what you saw at the grocery store? Right. What did you do at the grocery store? You know? Yeah, <laughs> like, 100%. And, and uh, the reason I also like doing that idea is you can now not be the hero. Right. So because that's very important to me why I write my jokes is that like the joke's on me or the, you know, I don't, I don't end up being like uh, the guy above it all. Because if you are the guy that's just watching it happen, your commentary often is like, aren't they losers? You know, it's like, right, very, exactly. It's very like aggressively yeah. like, yeah, I'm cooler than yeah. them. I'm, I'm a, I'm a smart man. I'm an intelligent man. So I perish the thought mm-hmm. of me getting into an argument at the grocery store. No, you're a clown. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like we're comedians. Yeah. We're clowns. And then on the reverse end of that is you could make the story, uh, that you saw it when it did actually happen to you, if that is the hero. And it's another right. way to make fun of yourself. You're like, you had these thoughts, but now you can be stepped outside your body and being like, you're an idiot for having those thoughts. Yes. And still make both of you not the heroes. Exactly. Like, um, I'll, like a comedian who does that very well, I'm going to talk about one of my many comedy heroes right now, someone who does that incredibly well to me is Paul F. Tompkins. Yeah. Um. He is very good at acting um, like sort of uh, pretentious, like sort of like he has like a like his persona on stage is very like (laughs) I'm better than you. But like same with Steve Martin. Right. You know, same with so many comedians like that. Right. And I think a lot of uh, comedians look at that and they're just like. How how could he be so like full of himself? And I'm just like, guys, he's joking, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> but like, but that's the thing is like, um, he's not the fool in all of his stories, but he is telling it from the perspective yeah. of a fool, and that's the thing. You you have to be like, you have to sell yourself on stage as like as a comedian, but like as a fool. Sometimes yeah. you have to be the joke to some degree, always like because that's what being a comedian is, is like people are coming 
to laugh at you. And maybe, you know, laugh at you, laugh with you, but, like, laugh at, laugh at you is still there. Yeah. So, if you're going to take something that that's, like, from your life and, like, tell it on stage, it can't just be exactly how it happened because life isn't that funny. Yeah. It's very rare that my stories are almost exactly as they played out. Uh, the the one that I can think of right away that's very close to how it played out is my car being towed. Yes. Uh, you and I both know that I, I didn't step outside of a chuckle hut and then leave it there. I actually left it nearby my work and then right. they just they just took it one day. Like the yeah. police were just like, oh, this is an abandoned car. Exactly. And I was like, no, I just drive that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, this car is so shitty. It's in such disrepair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and that, that's an approach that I could have taken with the joke, but I, I wanted to just get into the meat of it really quickly. Well, so yeah. I wanted to be like, really the jokes about the car, the police taking the car and then the letter that I really did get yeah. and the price of the letter where they said how much it could be out was almost the same price as what I bought the car for. So there's a lot that I wanted to play with in that. Yeah. And that's two minutes of itself. So I didn't want it to be a six-minute bit where I'm setting it up being like, well, yeah. it was outside my job. Yeah. And- <laughs> I work in marketing and uh, this job, let me tell you. Who cares? You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me just get it. into it. Yeah. But like, and it's also just from like, from the audience perspective of like it's funny to think about a comedian yeah like going on stage and then like having a bad set yeah and then his car is gone (laughs) yeah (laughs) like it's just like because like tragedy is is that's the whole thing tragedy is funny yeah tragedy plus time yeah you know what i'm gonna start saying that before like what's your comedy like and i'm like just tragedy (laughs) just just terrible (laughs) i do stand-up tragedy (laughs) yeah (laughs) I think I think that's an Eddie Pepitone bit. But, oh, really? Yeah, stand up tragedy. Oh, that's great. Like, uh, but yeah, that's that's how I feel. Where I'm like, just, I just tell you things that were bad <laughs> that happened. Yeah, like I've never had a real home. Just like, oh, so sad. <laughs> yep. Yeah, like, but you know, it's it's cutting the fat and just kind of getting to the story, but also. Um, we've talked about the idea of like, I, I've made up stories just completely a hundred percent made up stories Yeah, because it's a thought I had and then I maybe started polishing that thought and then it just became like, Oh, instead of just explaining this weird idea, let me put it into a, an idea that happened, you know? Right. Well, that's sort of like, um, like, you know, like my, my opening bit for like the past couple of years has been like this joke about like. I, how, like, I have a wife who I made out of Diet Coke cans. Right. Which is, I mean, it was just inspired by me having to, like, clean up my room and, like, all the empty <laughs> cans that I found. And just, you're like, I'm so lonely. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, um, but, like, I, the approach that I took with that is, like, uh, that's sort of an approach that uh, Stephen Wright has to comedy. Mm. Which is, like, because Stephen Wright's a one-liner guy, but, like... He even, you know, sort of, like, wove one-liners together to, like, make a story that didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, There's a bit on his album uh, from, I want to say it's, like, 2013. It's called I Still Have a Pony, where he's talking about how, like, through a series of events, like, he had to go, like, get more milk for his coffee. And it was, like, 
it's a long bit. It's a yeah. long. It's a, and Stephen Wright, you know, ultimate one-liner guy, if you ask me, like he doesn't do long bits, but it's several. It's several small jokes all woven together. Mm-hmm. But like, of course, none of those jokes happened. Yeah. Like, but like, but it's also how even Stephen Wright at some point had to have been like. God, like only one-liners for an hour has got to be like a little draining at some point, you yeah. know. Like, and so it's like I don't, I and like, what a weird life that would be, mm-hmm. right? It, where it's just like comedians wouldn't be artists, comedians wouldn't be writers if just like, like the stories that comedians tell on stage were just all one hundred percent true. Mm. They would just be like the most unlucky people ever, and they're just like, I have to tell someone about this. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. they would be public speaking at schools. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Being like, all this happened to me, and I still make money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I've somehow capitalized upon my misfortune. Yeah, that's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's what I've lost both be. my hands and my whole face. <laughs> And I'm here to tell you, you it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And you're like, are you making the money right now? (laughs) Yes. Everyone hold your hands up. I'm going to chop them off. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But I... um... But I don't know. Or or I think um, what you can do with a story on stage is take... Two separate things, yeah, and put them together to make one whole, yeah, like stage story. That, that's what I was gonna say. Is I, uh, I always think of my jokes, all my jokes, right? Yeah. Of, it, uh, I think of it as a, as a used car lot, right, or like a yeah. just a mechanic shop, but just a field of cars. Yeah. And then I can take the carburetor off of one car and put it into another car, and then by the end of it, I've taken pieces from everything and I've made a new car. Yeah. It's like a version of like how I write some of my jokes. Yeah. And I think about that often because like maybe I had a bad date years ago and there's like just this one gem of a line that now I can put into like this more recent joke about dating yeah. and like I can kind of mix and match. And so it's like not really a thing that happened at all, but really it's like 20% of all these different stories that really did happen exactly. and they've now made into another world. And that happens a lot more when I'm trying to put an hour together. When I'm working on the hour I start to realize that I have three jokes that are similar and I'm like, Oh, these could just be one joke together if I put them in the right order and I say the right things. And now it's even more watered down of not true, but right. it's maybe less fat, better storytelling and quicker to the punchlines of all these things. And they still feel real because I can relive those moments as I'm on stage. Exactly. That's like, um, one of my, uh, like one of my jokes, uh, usually what I use to like close on mm-hmm. is um, I have this joke about a girl I used to date who got me into like communism, right? Yeah. And um, like the way I tell the story on stage is that like after we broke up, you know, like she and I were going to these like weekly like leftist meetings together uh, downtown. And then she right. was like, can you stop going to those? And the big punchline is like, oh, suddenly someone has uh, forgotten how to share, right? Um, but that's too, th- like, that's not how it happened mm-hmm. at all. 
Um, what did happen was that she really did get me into these politics, but like we broke up and we were going to this like weekly, like we were going to this like weekly goth night thing at our favorite bar. And I still wanted to go, but she was like, Hey, we just broke up. Uh, and this is like my spot. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So like, I'm not saying you can't ever come back because like, you know, working on being friends, still a very good friend of mine to this day. But, um, but she was like, can you stop going to this bar? And then also I was doing, um, a communist themed, uh, presentation (laughs) for, for a comedy show. And she got upset because she thought that meant I wasn't taking like the politics of everything like too seriously. She was she oh, thought yeah. I wasn't taking it seriously and got yeah. like upset at me for that as well. And so I put those two ideas together to where she was like <laughs> upset at me about like making a joke mm-hmm. out of communism. And then also the whole thing of like stop going to this thing that I go to. Right. And like it's a lot it's a lot <laughs> It's a lot funnier than <laughs> just like, like, hey, stop going to this bar that I like, and also stop making a joke about. It's just like, yeah, the, like if I told that story how it really happened, I would just be complaining about my ex girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, like, and people would be like, "Where's this going?" Yeah, you know, and it's like it, it does need a, and also like people forget that comedy needs such a clean ending. Exactly, it, it needs like such a great exit point, and that's often. The part that could be made up. It's sometimes sometimes it's yeah. a, it's the most true part because it's you're like that was gold of what happened, right? But it's so many times you're like I have to twist this ending so we can end it, right? Yeah, and because you're like right now you're like well we're still good friends. Like you can't just end with that. You can't be like yeah now we're friends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, um, yeah. So. It, like because that's that's what it has to be at the end of the day is like at the end of the day comedy for it to be comedy has to be funny yeah yeah and life ain't that funny life is mostly kind of sad <laughs> i don't know life is very funny like life can be very funny it's very funny but even like it, like you know there's a lot of funny i i don't know i guess i i say that as in like uh, I often, it's a, it's a mechanism inside of me that like something like when my van fire happened yeah. three days later, I'm like, that was hilarious. But like, like, yeah. <laughs> it took well, me three days to process it where right. I was like sad and, and had no clothes to wear, but <laughs> like, well, it, cause it's like, uh, like you are the comedian. You get to joke about your own life as yeah. much as, as much as you want, mm-hmm. you know, to where it's like. I'm a like I'm a Jewish person. Oh. And I make joke about being I make jokes about being Jewish. Sometimes to the point where other people are like, "Hey, why do you talk about yourself like that?" <laughs> but like but also I get to. Yeah. I'm I'm a like I am a Jewish person. Yeah. Like I get to make jokes about being autistic, about being disabled, about being queer. I get to do all of that because I am all of that. Mhm. But like and like I get to tell stories through that lens, but not everyone else does. Yeah, you know, like that's, and the people who are laughing, maybe they're laughing at me, but maybe people in the crowd are also relating to that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and all it takes is just like a shift in perspective from a yeah. story that actually like happened. 
Exactly. So exactly, and it, it, yeah, exactly. It could be seventy percent true, and maybe it's a little. Uh, I don't know about for you, but some of these stories of tragedy, like I've talked about my van fire before, and I've talked yeah. about you know my car being towed and yeah. stuff like that. These things that are really hard in the moment, yeah. um, you know, and then it's relieving later to be yeah. talking about it and kind of yeah. knowing that when we're laughing, hopefully. Uh, this crowd is laughing because they're like, I, I wasn't something like that. Something like that happened. And right. we can all kind of relief for a moment and be like, ah, I've, I've, you know, I've messed up in my twenties, you know? Right. Yeah. Like, and like, and that's great. It's like, that's, that is like one of the best things that jokes can do, which is to like relieve the pain of the comedian. Yeah. But if like a comedian goes on stage and is like not, a Jewish person and they're like fucking Jews. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. You're like, Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Like I saw a Jew once and he had a funny hat and I'm like, <laughs> like, where's this going? <laughs> like, <laughs> Did your dad write this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, who, who is this? <laughs> where's this going? <laughs> Leave him alone. <laughs> yeah. Life's hard. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so Lou, to kind of wrap this all together, what do you have advice for someone that's trying to get into the storytelling and maybe trying to like find their voice that way? Yes. Um, I would say that, um, I think if you want to tell, if you want to tell a story on stage, like something that like happened to you, you have to a make sure that the audience gets, gets it from your perspective so like like really sharpen that perspective, like like say what you would say, but like make sure that it's not just the exact story that happened. Mm. Like and you have to do that for comedy because yeah. otherwise it's just a story, and at that point you could just like write this down and post it on Medium, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Um, so. Like, if you're going to be a storytelling comic on stage, make it funny. Yeah. Make it funny first and the story second. Mm. My my advice is almost uh, the opposite of that. Oh, interesting. Because, uh, as you know, I will take a story or a thought or, like, a situation that happened to me, and I will tell it the longest way possible first. Yes. So I'll tell it. In whole at an open mic. And it might be my whole, if I get seven minutes at that open mic, it might be my whole seven minutes is talking about this thing. Yeah. And I'm waiting for little pops of laughter. I'm waiting for things to kind of come together. And then I listened back to that and I go, how do I cut this down to nothing? What are my main points here? What What am I working through? So I might, you know, go through all the movements of it and be very unfunny and then I might work into cutting all the fat out and then people realizing, oh, there is funny here and funny there. Right. And then I start polishing it that way. So I, I, I start with 100% true and then maybe it's 40, 50, 60% true later. Right. And all I'm doing is I, I uh, you know, the lady didn't hand me the bag in real life and, 
and in real life she she put it on the ground and I, I decided to like cut that so I could get to this part faster. Like right. you know, I changed what she said or what I said just slightly to get to things. Yeah. Um and so I would start with the eight minutes, work it down to five minutes, work it down to two minutes, and then maybe that's the thing. And then and then I do it again in reverse, where then I work it back up to two minutes to three minutes to four minutes. Right. Um so my my advice is just to take your stories and just really go, what is the funny in here? And what yeah. what is the voice that I want to carry in this? And right. do I want it to be overall, do I want it the joke is weird? The the situation's weird? Is it uncomfortable? Mm. Is it whatever? And lean into that voice. Yeah. And like if you're listening to this, you know, like I mean, whoever's advice that like you take on this, because I, I think we both make valid points there. I've seen you do that. I've seen you yeah. like work out stories like that before and it works for sure. But like also at some point, you know, you got to trust your comedian's intuition as mm-hmm. well, where it's like, if you write out your whole story, you'll like, if you, if you give this thing time yeah, and like, you know, like learn how to be a good comedian, you'll know which parts aren't necessary. Yeah. You'll know like what isn't necessary, what isn't funny or like what to add that could be funny. And, and so like, and that's what I'm saying is like, make that story funny. Right. Like, and that's, that's the goal at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Like listen to Zach or listen to me, whichever. Yeah. Different approaches. And also, you know, we have, that's clearly, this is one of those topics where it's like our styles are very different. Yeah, exactly. So like uh, how we approach things. Cause I definitely am, lengthy and I never back in the I mean more now than I used to but I never cared about like getting as long as I got the big laugh at the end I didn't care how long it took to get there and so I would be wordy and have fat because I was like it's gonna pay off in the end yeah and uh now I'm trying to get more slim line of like having a lot more laughs happen within the story but but yeah that's that's where our approaches differ because you're definitely short yeah. Short with your style. Uh, mo- most of my jokes aren't longer than, you know, two or three minutes. So, yeah. Like, yeah. if you're, if you do longer jokes, I, I think you should take Zach's approach. And if you do shorter stuff, you know, you can take mine if you want. Yeah. A hundred percent. I agree with that. Um, yeah. I feel like we basically covered this, Lou. I feel like we covered. I agree. Yeah. Um, so the takeaway is uh, no. Judge. It's not. No. Yeah. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Quit. Good night. <laughs> um, you but no- get nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay if your story is not 100% true. Yeah. And uh, In fact, it's preferred. It's preferred. Yeah. Uh, to have a clean ending, work on your jokes, listen back to your sets, and um, yeah, think, think about stories that happen to you, but also maybe... Talk to talk to your family. I think yeah. is another good thing of like, yeah. what's something that happened in your parents' life where your dad got into like a you know yeah. a, did he get into a weird car wreck or did he get into something? Yeah. And maybe maybe you you talk about him or yeah. maybe it happened to you. You know exactly. And, and yeah, that's that's a thing we didn't really touch on. But like stories you tell on stage, they don't have to have happened to you. Yeah. Like yeah, I have a couple of jokes like that. We don't have to get into it. But yeah, <laughs> like yeah, stories. Stories are stories, and people yeah. will just be happy to hear them. Yeah, exactly. Just work on being funnier. And I, I think yeah. uh, if you're listening to this, you're heading the right direction. I so, hope so. <laughs> yeah. 
Where uh, where can people find you online, Lou? Well, uh, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Lou Moon Comedy, and uh, I just downloaded TikTok in your living room. Yeah. Uh, so maybe you know, maybe look for Lou Moon Comedy uh, on TikTok. Uh, if it hasn't been taken yet, I haven't made my profile yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe taken. I might have already made it while we were eating. So you didn't. <laughs> yeah, I, I may have made my own account as Lou Moon. And I started uploading videos. Okay. I've been uploading my own jokes. Yeah. Uh, I'm. <laughs> uh, you can find me on uh, on TikTok as uh, Zach Lyman Podcast. Uh, two T's at the end of podcast. <laughs> yeah, and where I dress up like Zach and do an impression <laughs> of him. I don't know why you have a blonde wig. I didn't get that. I didn't understand <laughs> that reference. People will get it. <laughs> They're like, oh, that's Zach. That's totally Zach. He's I can a see fancy it. boy. <laughs> Um, you can find me, Zach Lyman Podcast, on Instagram, and you can check out ZachLyonPodcast.com if you want to learn more about the show. Thank you so much for being on the show, Lou. Anytime, man. And uh, I've been your host, Zach Lyman.